who is honoured. Tetzaveh is the only sederah from the beginning of Exodus to the end of Deuteronomy that doesn't contain the word Moses. For once, Moses, the hero, the leader, the liberator, the lawgiver, is off stage. Instead, our focus is on his elder brother Aaron, who elsewhere is often in the background. Indeed, virtually the whole parasha is devoted to the role Moses did not occupy, except very briefly, that of priest in general, and high priest in particular. Why so? Is there any larger significance to the absence of Moses from this passage? The commentators offered many suggestions. One of two, offered by Rabbi Yaakov ben Asher, the Tukbal HaTurim, relates this week's Sedra to an event at the beginning of Moses' leadership, his encounter with God at the burning bush. Moses repeatedly expressed reluctance to undertake the mission of leading the people out of Egypt. And finally we read, But Moses said, Please send somebody else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses and said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He's already on the way to meet you, and his heart will be glad when he sees you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth, and I will help both of you speak, and I will teach you what to do. The sages say that it was this hesitation on the part of Moses that caused part of his role as potential high priest to be taken from him and given to his brother. Rabbi Yaakov ben Asher concludes that Moses' name is missing from Tetzaveh to spare him from distress on seeing Aaron acquire the insignia of priesthood that might have been Moses' own. Without negating this or any other explanation, there may be a more fundamental message. As I've mentioned before, and as I say, explain in my book, Not in God's Name, one of the recurring themes of Genesis is sibling rivalry, hostility between brothers. This story is told at ever-increasing length four times between Cain and Abel, Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau, and Joseph and his brothers. And there's an identifiable pattern to this set of narratives, best seen in the way each ends. The story of Cain and Abel ends with murder, fratricide. Isaac and Ishmael, though they grow up apart, are seen together at Abraham's funeral. Evidently there had been a reconciliation, though this is told between the lines, not directly in the text. Jacob and Esau meet, embrace, and go their separate ways. Joseph and his brothers are reconciled and live together in peace, Joseph providing them with food, land, and protection. Genesis is telling us a story of great consequence, fraternity. One of the key words of the French Revolution isn't simple or straightforward. It's often fraught with conflict and contention, yet slowly brothers can learn that there is another way. And on this note, Genesis ends. But it isn't the end of the story, because there's a fifth chapter, namely the relationship between Moses and Aaron. And here, for the first time, there's no hint of sibling rivalry. Some develop later. We see this in Bermibah chapter 12, but that was resolved by Moses' humility. What we see with Aaron and Moses is the brothers working together from the very outset of the mission to lead the Israelites to freedom. They address the people together. They stand together when confronting Pharaoh. They perform signs and wonders together. They share leadership of the people in the wilderness together. For the first time, brothers function as a team with different gifts, different talents, different roles, but without hostility, each complementing the other. And this is conveyed by the Torah in two striking phrases. The first is in the passage that I just cited. God says to Moses, 
Aaron is already on his way to meet you and his heart will be glad when he sees you. How different this is from the tense encounters between brothers in Genesis. Aaron, we might have thought, might have many reasons not to rejoice on seeing Moses return. The brothers hadn't grown up together. Moses had been adopted by Pharaoh's daughter and raised in an Egyptian palace. Nor had they been together during the Israelite sufferings. Moses, fearing for his life after his assault on an Egyptian taskmaster, had fled to Midian. Besides which, Moses was Aaron's younger brother and it was he who was about to become leader of the people, always in the past. When the younger has taken something the elder might have believed belonged naturally to him, there was jealousy, animosity. Yet God assures Moses, when Aaron sees you, he will rejoice. And so he did. The second intimation is contained in a strange text, tracing the descent of Moses and Aaron. It says, Amram married his father's sister Yocheved, who bore him Aaron and Moses. Amram lived 137 years, and then it says, It was this same Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring the Israelites out of Egypt by their divisions. They were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, about bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. It was the same Moses and Aaron. The repeated phrase, it was this same is emphatic, even in translation. It's also all the more so when we note two peculiarities of the text. The first is that the phrases, though at, at first they sound identical, in fact place the names of the brothers in a different order. The first phrase says Aaron and Moses, the second Moses and Aaron. Even more singular is the grammatical oddity of the phrase, because both times the third person singular is used. Literally, they read, he was Moses, was Aaron and Moses. He was Moses and Aaron. The text should have said they. All the more so since the pronoun they is used in the middle of the passage. They were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh. The unmistakable implication is that they were like a single individual. They were as one. There was no hierarchy between them. Sometimes Aaron's name appears first, sometimes Moses. On this there's a wonderful midrash based on the verse in Psalms, loving kindness and truth meet together, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Loving kindness, says the midrash, this refers to Aaron. Truth, this refers to Moses. Righteousness, this refers to Moses. Peace, this refers to Aaron. The midrash brings proof text for each of these assertions but we understand them immediately. Moses and Aaron were quite different in temperament and role. Moses was the man of truth. Aaron was the man of peace. Without truth, there can be no vision to inspire a nation, but without peace, there will be no nation to inspire. Aaron and Moses were both necessary. Their roles were in creative tension, yet they worked side by side, each respecting the distinctive gift of the other. As the Midrash goes on to say, and he kissed him. The brothers kissed when they met. This means each rejoiced at the other's greatness. A final Midrash completes the picture by referring to this week's parasha and the vestments of the high priest, especially the breastplate with its urim and tumim. His heart will be glad when he sees you. Let the heart that rejoiced in the greatness of his brother be vested with the Urim and Tumim. What a profound midrash. It was precisely the fact that Aaron 
didn't envy his younger brother, but instead rejoiced in his greatness that made him worthy to be high priest. And so it came to pass, measure for measure, that just as Aaron made space for his younger brother to lead, so the Torah makes space for Aaron to lead. That is why Aaron is the hero of Tetzaveh, and for once he isn't overshadowed by Moses. Is it asked Ben Zama, who is honoured? One who honours others. Aaron honoured his younger brother, and that is why Moses, not mentioned by name but by implication, is told in this week's Sedra, make sacred garments for your brother Aaron to give him honour and splendour. To this day, Cohen is honoured by being first to be called up to the terror, the terror that Aaron's younger brother Moses gave to the Jewish people. The story of Aaron and Moses, the fifth chapter in the biblical story of brotherhood, is where finally fraternity reaches the heights. And that surely is the meaning of Psalm 133 with its explicit reference to Aaron and his sacred garments. In Ematov umanaim shevet achim gamiachad, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robes. It was thanks to Aaron and the honour he showed Moses that at last brothers learned to live together in unity. Shabbat Shalom.